Greetings everyone. I am Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. Today is March 13th, 2023. This is podcast number 41. And what is today's topic? The captured child in American education. Are private, parochial, and homeschools the answer? This is part three in a series. I would really encourage you to review or read for the first time parts one and two. You can find those links on my blog. That's also in the same uh, substack. So without any further ado, let's talk about this. In the February 19th, 2023 blog and podcast, I shared the term captured student. Not only are today's students captivated, supposedly, in their classes, but they are also captured. Teachers who exploit their secular progressive views in the classroom assume all students share their perspective. Students who are forced to absorb propaganda from one ideological sway do not have the means nor the courage to get up and leave the classroom in the midst of a lecture. They are truly a captured audience. It was Friday before Halloween. The elementary school where I was teaching was thoroughly decorated with goblins, pumpkins, and black cats, ready for the onslaught of costume children. Every year, this school and many others like it celebrated Halloween with students donning their costumes the last 30 minutes of the day. At assigned times, each grade level would parade around the school displaying costumes of all types. <laughs> and superheroes appeared as the costume du jour. But there were always those families who put a damper on any holiday celebrations. Our school had one such family who already called the principal the year before, upset their first grade son performed a Christmas song with his class. No internet available in the 70s, so the complaint came in the form of an angry phone call. These same parents were now demanding their three children not participate in the Halloween celebration. Both parents worked full time, so there was no way for these children to escape from the festivities. What do you do when three children cannot participate in an all-school activity? You keep them captured. It was my turn to lead students up the stairs from our lower level classroom for their parade around the school. Clamorous excitement, all of these echoed throughout. We were all in the party mode, so I didn't expect to be startled. Suddenly, I saw a situation which broke my heart. As I looked up from the stairs, I saw three black children's faces peeking out from behind the faculty lounge door. Because of their Muslim faith, these children were excluded from the frivolity. Three somber faces validated that sequestering them in the faculty lounge was not the answer. In an instant, my philosophy of teaching children changed forever. Before this teachable moment, I embraced the fact that most children in our country celebrated holidays such as Christmas and Halloween. My philosophy of teaching was, like many others, the majority rules. 
It was simple, yes. If children didn't feel comfortable in participating in all school celebrations, they either sat it out or stayed home. What would have been a better solution for that day? Perhaps asking the parents what activities they suggested in celebrating their Muslim faith? Find a classroom, not a lounge, to provide a fun environment. This was an opportunity lost, which could have gained an outcome of compassion instead of one of indifference. Many of today's educators have no problem creating an environment where children feel uncomfortable in the name of critical thinking. With the secular progressive agenda, what is taught at home is considered archaic and irrelevant. Children of faith are discounted and, in some cases, even humiliated publicly for their beliefs. Do I want kids to worship God in the public school classroom? Absolutely not. And my reason? Whose God and whose faith would be included or rejected? Another reason? Math and reading scores need to ascend the ladder of competency in order to contend on the world stage before we interject any faith-based curriculum. Many would also argue that Christian kids feel just fine in their school system. Easy to say if your children are grown, or you truly believe today's educational curricula is even-handed when it comes to subject matter. Race, the oppressor versus the oppressed, and gender, God-designed versus human-altered, have intertwined with the required curriculum of reading, writing, and math. The values of Christianity, which once guided our public schools, and see the history of our schools in part one, uh, I, I laid it out there. So the values of Christianity, which once guided our public schools, have been subverted with constant litigation. Many of today's teachers, filled with rhetoric from their teachers' colleges, use their classrooms as socialistic manifestos. <laughs> and yet, Christian teachers in the public schools, and yes, they do exist, would be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law if they included any precepts coming from Christian philosophy or literature. My hope is that teachers who callously or even unknowingly use their classrooms as social platforms will have the same experience I did back in 1977. And here is what I know. No child should ever feel uncomfortable in any American classroom. Let me repeat that. No child should ever feel uncomfortable in any American classroom. With the prevalence of superhero costumes at Halloween, our teachers should don the virtual superhero mentality and demonstrate daily the champion mindset for all of their students. So what do parents do when they are threatened with a secular progressive driven curriculum? It's simple. The public schools are seeing a mass exodus. At my last school, we did a whites of their eyes count of all students on one specified day. The district stipulated that accuracy must be paramount 
as our funding for the entire school year depended solely on our enrollment numbers. So please think about that before you celebrate the departure of any children from our public schools. According to the New York Times, and they did an extensive article on this, but here's the headline, Christian schools boom in a revolt against curriculum of public schools. In The Lion, which is a Herzog Foundation publication, the headlines read, Huge leap of faith, Christian schools see record jump in enrollment with more students on the way. This article demonstrates a significant shift from public school attendance to Christian schools by those feeling disenfranchised. Education Next, a nonpartisan research organization, reports that nearly 2 million students have left the public schools since 2020. And here are some disturbing national and statewide headlines. Quote, declining enrollment clobbers California schools. Here's another one. Enrollment declines haunt school districts. So just do it, Christians. Take your kids out of the public schools by next fall. Not so fast. Our political leaders preach equity, but paying for private and parochial schools is elitism, and here's why. According to U.S. News, the average annual tuition among America's K-12 schools is $12,350. There is also a huge variation among private school tuition costs in different states. For instance, Connecticut has the highest prices with an average cost of high school tuition hitting a whopping $33,610 a year, which is more than twice the national average. Tuition may be the biggest cost associated with a private school, but it's not the only one. Technology, $1,500 a year. Books and supplies, $500. Field trips, $500. Uniforms, $400. Athletics, $300. I would question that. I would imagine athletics is even more costly than that. And a bevy of other expenses can add to the overall bill. These extra expenses raise the total average nationwide cost by almost 30%. So remember that first figure, $12,350, the average cost? is now gone up to $16,050, according to educationdata.org. What about homeschooling? Well, at the inception of homeschooling as an educator, I thought it a terrible experiment. Would these kids be socially deprived? How do parents know what to teach? What would institutions of higher education think of homeschooled student applications to attend their schools? Well, let me tell you, this is no longer your grandfather's home school. Homeschools of today provide bi-weekly social interaction through physical education, academic, and performing arts clubs. Parents have an abundance of access to online support, and this from the very famous Khan Academy. Quote, fortunately, college admissions is handled very similarly for homeschoolers as it is for traditionally schooled students. In fact, and this one you're going to want to hear, many admissions offices actively seek out homeschoolers. 
Here are some statistics from the National Home Education Research Institute. Number one, the home educated typically score 15 to 30 percentile points above public school students on standardized academic achievement tests. 15 to 30 percentile points above. Number two, one nationwide study shows that 41% of homeschool students are Black, Asian, or Hispanic. And number three, taxpayers spend an average of $15,240 per pupil annually in public schools, plus capital expenditures, and this according to the National Education Association in 2021. The roughly 3.7 million homeschool students of 2020 to 2021 represented a savings of over $56 billion for taxpayers. So, what are your thoughts? Do we empty our public schools of Christian and other faith-based children? Are the public schools completely godless? Is there a way to balance subject matter so children do not feel uncomfortable? Well, I have answers, some of them first person and some of them through research. But I'd be interested in your answers. Please use the leave a comment button. Um, it is found on my blog. Be kind in your re responses. Uh, there's a wonderful little poster on my blog that says, say what you mean, but don't say it mean. Honestly, if you're going to be mean-spirited, the conversation just shuts down. So I'm really interested in your ideas. All of you out there come from different perspectives. Information about my book is found at the bottom of my blog and also of my podcast. You can purchase yours today. I would love that. Um, one of the recent reviews, and I quote, teachers and parents, young and old, will gain from reading her straightforward narration of her experiences. Highly recommended. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. I encourage you to pass it on. Uh, my points of view are usually students, parents, teachers, and administrators. I think all of my blogs go towards those four points of views. Please go ahead and share it. And here's the last word. If you are a taxpayer, you have every right to ask questions of the local school district. After all, you're paying over $15,000 per pupil of your taxes. You have buy-in power. My friends, American education is broken, and only we can fix it. Have a great week, everyone.